0: say, cause you always say Suze.
1: I, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day and I was going to text you, Hey Suze. And then I went,
0: how do I spell Suze? Is it <laughs> S-U-Z
1: or S-U-S? Cause S-U-S doesn't seem right.
0: My mom spells it S-O-O-Z. Oh, I love that. Suze. I'm, I'm, okay.
1: Suze. That's kind of how it's like is in my head. But then I didn't know <laughs> if how you'd feel about the substitution of the Z for the S.
0: Right. But it makes good sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine it's with like it. It's like phonetic. So what I'm made you like. call me Susie today? Is this serious? Um, no. Like, are you feeling official?
1: Oh, I'm wearing a blazer, so maybe.
0: <laughs> Why are you all dressed up? I are thought all maybe I'd like, you know, like, Z. put on... <laughs> <laughs> i put on a nice jacket for you. Mm-hmm. Classy. Yeah, I class like it, up, it. Class up
1: this joint a bit.
0: You look great. I'm
1: wearing my Converse. Don't get it twisted.
0: That's true. <laughs> we had a conversation recently where you were like, I've just accepted... That I'm not a heels. Pr- yeah. Is that what you said? Is that yeah. the way you phrased it? Yeah. You were just like, I'm done with heels. Yeah, it's what's baloney. the uh, motivation there? Uh, you know it's who baloney. really? You know
1: who really uh, <laughs> uh, got me started on this kick was Gal Gadot. The girl who played Wonder Woman. Why? Because she did all red carpet events from Wonder Woman in flats.
0: Really? Yeah. And she was
1: like, I don't, I don't know why we need to all be wearing heels and wearing uncomfortable shoes down the red carpet. And I'm already 5'10", or 5'11". What? How much taller do you want me to be? And she was like, I'm just going to wear flats.
0: What kind did she wear?
1: Like cute ones. Yeah. Probably. Like,
0: like dressy flats? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I've just embraced a new flat life, a new life of 5'7". All the time. <laughs>
0: Well, were you a lot? I mean, you were alive, but you were you watching television at the period of time when they had those uh, advertisements for Easy Spirits, oh. their shoes that uh, look like a pump but feel like a sneaker. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> but real... I'm
1: interested.
0: <laughs> Go on. I
1: mean, is this is this like a a, a cousin of the shape up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, but they're like dressy. Sh- Pumps, they're heels, but there's they had these women playing basketball in no. their easy spirit. Pumped. I have to
1: see these. Right. Oh my gosh. Are they cute? No. They can't yeah, they be. just
0: look like regular heels.
1: So what's Because the, the difference? You there's know, comfortable? science, I think. Oh my god. And
0: that was the argument that they were like designed by somebody that I don't know. Yeah. It's a way funnier now that I'm trying to describe <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> What, but if they worked what a great idea yeah you know i'm
1: like uh every once in a while i'll i'll pop on a pair you know yeah but i have to be not walking any more than a, a you know quarter mile how anywhere. many
0: pairs do you have of heels
1: of heels oh jeez like i don't know four or five
0: mm-hmm. like not a lot I remember when I met you. Oh my
1: God, I have so many.
0: I went to your house and I was like, do you even have a pair of heels? Yeah. Because we remember we were banned on the ruins from bringing Oh, that's
1: right. Because of the floor.
0: Yeah. They would ruin the floor. That's what would ruin the floor. Right. Not like the uh, 30
1: insane (laughs) human beings you stuck in this house. With
0: weapons and whatever. Unlimited
1: alcohol. So
0: I just thought you were just a converse gal. Yeah. But then you showed me- Huh. You had a lot of heels. I had heels. a lot of heels. Back in the day,
1: I used to work for a company where I had to get dressed up. I was a
0: oh, yeah
1: account executive for a hair care line. So I had to like go into stores and be presentable. And they were like, ooh, what heels is Sarah going to wear today? And after that, I was like, those things are stupid. I can't even believe
0: that happened. I know. Any hoodles. Um, I love when
1: you say that. <laughs>
0: Is there anything you want to talk about?
1: Ooh, I have some fun stuff. I've got some like post-Valentine's Day heartbreak stuff.
0: Oh, okay. We can start there.
1: Some like science of breaking up.
0: I did want to hear about that. But
1: it's like, do I start with that or do I start with how the study on how moderate drinking helps your brain?
0: Oh, there we go. That's (laughs) the one. That's the ticket.
1: (laughs) I thought you would really love this. So there were researchers at, I want to say it's MIT too, who who did this study on, like, what are the effects of drinking? So they were doing studies on, on well, low, moderate, and high levels of drinking. And they took little mice and they injected them with ethanol. And mice that had large doses, 40% of them died. So don't drink a lot, people. That's bad.
0: What do you mean? They just died right there yeah. on the spot? Well, not
1: like on the spot, but long term. So they did the study over a, you know, a period of time. I can't remember how long, but- um, and I'll put all this in the newsletter.
0: And what but, did they act like drunk? Oh, my God. That's the best question. I don't even know. What if they were like, okay,
1: drunk mice is like the cutest. Think of how cute a drunk mice mouse hiccup would be if they got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: would be so cute. Do you think Mickey Mouse ever drank? Oh I gosh. bet in, there was probably one cartoon where he had like rum or yeah, something. You
1: know what? I think there probably is. And... Let, put a pin in that because I'm going to be coming <laughs> back to a Mickey Mouse story later. Okay,
0: okay. We'll put a pin yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, Go ahead.
1: Okay, so basically, this moderate drinking, low levels didn't show it, but they did brain scans and they showed that moderate drinking does some sort of flushing out of the proteins in the brain that cause Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So protein plaque that builds up in the brain and causes these... Diseases mm-hmm. is flushed away that's by. And they said, this was the weird part though. They said two and a half glasses of wine a day, but.
0: That's right about on target Right? That's what I said. I was like, that's real funny.
1: <laughs> but they didn't specify it with male and female. So that's where it gets a little tricky because women definitely metabolize I think we alcohol. We both
0: know if they don't say. It's men. Yeah.
1: Ugh, that's the worst. And that, when I, it inter-
0: always is. I interviewed that Andrew Budson, who's a doctor who specializes in dementia, et cetera. Yeah. Did he he, say drink a lot? (laughs) He did not. (laughs) He He said, said said, do not drink a lot. Okay. Well, yeah, it also said that, you
1: know, (laughs) it said like, don't drink in heavy amounts, but it did say that moderate drinking appears to have an effect on this part of the brain. And when I, when you see the brain scans, it really, they look healthier at low, low to moderate level. Like, We're not talking getting crazy, people. Yeah. You know? Sure. But
0: like, that's good news. And
1: definitely not shots and hard liquor. It was all like wine and beer.
0: When's the last time you did a shot? Oh my God.
1: I can't even remember. And I'm sure I definitely regretted it. It must have been on some sort of reality show.
0: The last time I did a shot was at your 30th birthday party. Oh, that's probably the last time I did one. Sarah had a pinata. Yeah, I did. Filled with little airplane-sized liquor <laughs> bottles and, like, lipstick and stuff. It yeah, was great. It was like
1: a grown-up, you know, um, pinata with all the fun goodies. And everybody was dying to get those, yeah. get them out of there. But, yeah, so, you know, so drink up is basically the uh, the summary of this story. But, That's like, really not too good.
0: much. But pump But, like, pump the brakes. And
1: then the only other, like, kind of, like, asterisk that you have to put in there is they didn't study it over a very long <laughs> term so it was like this is really good for your brain like right now but like <laughs> you
0: know I we'll love see. convenient science Right?
1: it's totally <laughs> convenient science that's exactly it
2: man that sunset is gorgeous
3: grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh
2: burger time
3: so sit back get comfortable Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you
2: I could stay here forever.
3: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
0: I wanted to talk about, I wanted to get your opinion on something that's been in the news recently about support animals. I
1: knew you were going to talk about this. I was like, which one of us is going to bring it up first? Nobody should on bring airplanes. a goddamn peacock anywhere. Do you Have you heard the sounds that those things make? There's nothing comforting about that. The only thing that maybe is comforting is a light tickle from one of its feathers.
0: So, that's you. what is your position? My position is no. Okay, let's back up. <laughs> there was a woman who tried to get on a flight with her support, emotional support peacock. And there was a problem, obviously, because that's, that's a real uh, yeah, bending of the rules. Yeah. Did and- you see
1: the picture of it just sitting on the luggage cart? Look
0: at all fancy. I love this story so much. <laughs> it turned out that the woman was a performance artist, if it makes you feel any better, and that this um, was all like a whole stunt. This is a stunt. whole
1: hullabaloo.
0: But I think it was designed to engage the idea of what is going on with all these quote unquote yeah. support animals yeah. on planes. Because it's there's starting to be more and more attacks, like dogs biting people on right. planes and allergies. Because th-
1: there aren't that many people who need that support from those animals.
0: So they've started making these restrictions where your dog or your animal has to have undergone training Mm -hmm. to qualify. But to me, that felt like almost like a way to just let rich people get away with it. Because a rich person can afford training for their dog that isn't actually even- Yeah, but I
1: think you can get an emotional support. Like if you're, say- um, somebody who's in the military who was injured in the line of duty—they will absolutely provide you with an emotional support dog that's well trained, and da da da. And I yeah. think that's kind of part of the care, and and I support that. Yeah, I totally support that too.
0: What I'm saying though is, let's say I just have a dog that I like bringing on planes. If I have a oh, lot of money, I see what you mean. I can buy that training. Yeah, that that then proves that I need it, even though yeah. I really don't. Whereas a lower income person yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, my mom is
1: a perfect example of an emotional I didn't know support if you were
0: gonna out her
1: i'm totally going to she brings her dog everywhere and i do not think that well i mean my mom could use all the emotional support she can get <laughs> but shout out to mom i love you but uh you know and that dog really is amazing but i mean she would be fine she was a she was a travel agent or like a tour guide my mom was a tour guide for half of her life she's been on so many planes Never once was there a need for it. She just likes having her dog around. Yeah, but they do make you jump through hoops. She's got to get take the dog to a vet and have the vet sign off before she gets on every airplane. Oh, really? So she's got like Petco has these packages where you could buy that are like you know unlimited airplane checks or whatever, and you have to pay a yearly fee. And you take it to Petco, and they give you like this. They sign off and say you can take the animal on a plane and everything. And she has to do it every time. Before every leg of the flight.
0: What do they do for these pets that aren't dogs? Yeah.
1: Like snakes and stuff. How about... Did you see the squirrel? Someone's (laughs) got a freaking emotional squirrel. No squirrel. Come on. The chipmunks are providing you. I guess those are chipmunks, not squirrels. But still, I like
0: when you you get so upset that you can't finish the sentences.
1: (laughs) Because (laughs) there's like so many thoughts going through my brain right now. Which one I'm more upset about? And then a mini horse...
0: Who did that? Multiple,
1: multiple people.
0: Well, how big are those things?
1: I mean, many, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that the exact size? Yeah. Uh, I Mini would say size. they're
1: like three... How big is this?
0: Three feet? Like a saying? large
1: dog. A lot? Uh, oh, a large kind dog. Like a large but hoofed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hooved. <laughs> God, that's funny. I mean... I kind of support that because I would love to see one of those and trot on to the the plane. uh,
1: Other question. Yes. Where are all these emotional? How come I've never seen one? I've never been on a plane with any, and I fly a lot, with any emotional support except a dog.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: I've never even seen a cat because cat people just stay home.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes it said in this article, I was reading some people put them up in the overhead. Bins. No. <laughs> How much emotional? Like, slip up? Wow. That's a. Items may have shifted during takeoff <laughs> and landing. Right. Murder your squirrel. Right. They oh my really God. were taking some chances up there. <sighs> I mm-hmm. don't
1: understand. Just take a Xanax for Christ's sake. Where do you
0: think she got that peacock though is what I want to know.
1: I don't know, but you know female peacocks are called peahens.
0: No, I didn't. Is I that a
1: joke? No, that's a real, hundred percent real thing. All the males are the ones with the feathers, and they're called peacocks.
0: That makes sense. And, I mean, the pe skin are women, real ladies. A real bum deal. Super bum deal. They're, are they super ugly? Is that yeah? It?
1: They're pretty ugly, but
0: equally is annoying. This is yeah, not the, something we should tell men about. The... <laughs>
1: Right, Uh, the sound that a peacock makes—have you heard?
0: Yeah, that's super annoying. Yeah,
1: my mom used to live next door when she was growing up to a peacock, either sanctuary or farm or something like that. She said it was the worst.
0: Yeah, the worst. Right, that gets real old, real fast. (laughs) They are beautiful.
1: Yeah, but only the dudes.
0: But are they always mating? I mean, God, with those feathers, put them away. (laughs) We get it. You're beautiful. (laughs) Did you hear about the um, three hundred year? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I ruined it. The woman who married the three hundred year old Haitian pirate ghost? No, what
1: is happening? <laughs> it's so. Wait, weird. this isn't the same woman who claimed that she had had sex with ghosts. Remember that woman in England? She's is this in the same
0: Ireland. So what's <laughs> happening with them?
1: Oh. <laughs> ye old, ye old. Ghost lovers over there.
0: Here's the best part. I got to put this article in the the newsletter because every line was like, that's hilarious. I got to tell them that. But I can't remember all of them. But part of what was so funny to me was in the article, (laughs) it said that she was unbothered by the age difference. (laughs) As
1: if that's the biggest issue.
0: Right. Or that he's dead. Yeah. And a ghost... Okay. They didn't mention whether she was fine with that. There's no body. It's not it's like... Sarah, it's a ghost.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> I, excuse me. for asking a simple follow-up. I thought maybe he was already deceased and maybe it's like a... You can marry... Can't you marry the dead Apparently. Somewhere? I think in France you can. I feel like we've talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that you can marry somebody who's dead. So really, how much of a stretch is that?
0: it's not but here's what gets me <laughs> if you look at the picture of on her wedding day right she's in the full mm-hmm. regalia mm-hmm. and this is what blew my mind and like still is upsetting to me
1: they charged a
0: wedding rehearsal fee <laughs> probably that was there was a full wedding party they were all in bridesmaids gowns and suits and stuff and i thought i Probably couldn't even get a wedding party that size oh. for like my actual real wedding, and yet this bitch, sorry Linda, is marrying a three hundred year old pirate ghost, and people are like, Everybody's oh, coming okay. out. right?
1: Other question: Where are they registered?
0: White. Right. Right. I hope. I mean, hope they go to the. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is they're only re-
1: registered for treasure.
0: <laughs> gold to blooms yeah. only. Um, the best part, no, and maps. One of the the best parts <laughs> is that she, for her job, mm-hmm. is a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Okay.
1: <laughs> so is it like a a? Now it makes me wonder: Is he straight? Is this a? Is he into her only when he's dressed, She's dressed up as Jack Sparrow. <laughs>
0: In the article it said they met oh no when <laughs> in her house when she was trying to go to sleep one night <laughs> He just snuck right in Not okay. great. Yeah. I want to gave thank...
1: her a nice cold breath on the shoulder
0: <laughs> whispered sweet nothings literally <laughs> into her ear <laughs> Whispered sweet nothings. Stop it.
1: Oh hilarious. god. Oh my god, that's my favorite line of the day.
0: I want to thank whatever Brainiac it was that put that on the Brain Candy Crush because, I mean, I live for that stuff. Oh, I'd also like to thank the
1: Brainiac who sent me the Star Wars lip-syncing videos, which now I've probably watched 500 times. What is it? Oh, my gosh. It's... There are people who... Why did
0: they send it to you? Do
1: bad... Well, they just said, hey, you're probably going to like this, and they were right. (laughs) And now I sent it to all my friends at school, and they loved it. Uh... It's some, I I mean, imagine it's a group of people who do bad, they call it bad lip syncing and they dub over this original Star Wars. Oh, okay. And And they do it in a song version. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I just love it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've listened to it probably 500 times. It gets funnier every time. So.
0: Well, now people know what they can send to you. Yeah. To amuse you. Yeah.
1: Anything that you're like, this is really nerdy and she probably won't like it, send it to me. I love it.
0: You know what I want people to send to me? What? True religion jeans.
1: You better order some.
0: Right? Yeah. I have, have, have you always been a true religion person? I always was like when I was in, from early on in my life. But there, what's great about true religion, at least for me, is that it's so easy to find the perfect fit. Mm. So I went to their website and bought... I actually thought that they were going to be denim, but they were velvet. And you know how I feel about velvet. You
1: are on a velvet kick. I, I am. saw you in that velvet black dress the other night, looking super hot.
0: I'm fetishizing velvet, yes. and these are velvet pants, and they are so adorable, but they're also really flattering. Mm. And um, do you know how you like have your favorite pair of jeans, and then you like wear them until they die? Yeah, stop oh, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they have their focus is fit so they want the jeans to be a perfect fit for your body they have sizes from 23 to 38 so they're very oh, inclusive yeah um and they just they believe that whatever your body type is or your style that they they have a fit that is right for you which yeah, I'm is into nice. their joggers oh yeah that's cool
1: really they cool have camos. skinny
0: high rise boot cut straight retro you know how i feel about high waisted mm-hmm. love them. um if you are ready to get the perfect fitting most comfortable, most flattering pair of jeans right now, true religion is giving our listeners fifty dollars off. Wow that's a good deal. A pair of jeans when you use our code brain candy at checkout. So do what I did go to truereligion.com enter our code brain candy for fifty dollars off your order. go to truereligion.com for complete details. Hello 50 bucks dang I know that's a good deal. You're welcome everybody. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on.
1: Oh, I know what I want to talk to you about. Oh. I read... I watched a whole video on... This was about Mickey Mouse. Uh, the Mickey Mouse thing that I wanted to mention. Why did you do that? What do you mean? I'm going to tell you in just oh, okay. A second. sorry. Cool
0: your why jets. Why am I upset? <laughs> cool your
1: jets. Yeah. It was about why cartoon characters wear gloves. Okay. I, I'm listening. Yeah. Don't... I mean, like, I, that was something I never really thought about. But then when you go through the Rolodex of cartoon characters they all are wearing gloves. And it's like, where the heck did that come from? And why do they all still wear gloves?
0: Okay, wait. Is this Disney-focused? F- yeah, well, I mean, because really, Disney were
1: the f- the first. The monopoly. Um, yeah.
0: And also, I think Felix
1: the Cat was the other one that they used the example of.
0: And right. That, okay. That
1: It started, and there were a whole bunch of reasons for why. Originally, it was because hands were difficult to draw. And so... They just put gloves on them. That was one of the theories. Then they said also they were all in black and white. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't see the contrast of what the hands were doing against the black body when the black hands against a black body. But then the other part that I thought was really interesting, which is like the real story, was that it all stemmed from vaudeville. And, uh uh-huh.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: And how it's all... Around, like, the time where blackface comedy, and they put those characters in gloves with the... It basically is a... minstrel Yes. It is, a like, a, a mirroring of that. And that all cartoon characters were based on vaudeville characters back in the day. And we just have kind of forgotten about that.
0: Dang. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion over the last few years about how... Disney has some issues with Uh race and and ethnicities and things like that. So it doesn't surprise me, but I definitely wouldn't have known. Yeah.
1: Well, I could throw this video in the, uh, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's a video. I think it's Fox.
0: Probably. Who did it.
1: Fox or, or.
0: I'm reading, Something else interesting um, like that. A book right now called The Devil's Music, A History of the Blues. Oh, cool. And I mean, I love the blues because I, as you know, play banjo and I love music, but the book is great because it works you through the history of the black experience in America. Mm -hmm. And of course, song is a reflection of that. And it talks a lot about those minstrel shows. And Mm -hmm. it actually... How do you say that word? Minstrel. Minstrel show. Yeah. Yeah. That was the word
1: they kept using. You know,
0: like blackface. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they the weird thing about it is, it's similar to what we talked about when we talked about Shakespeare and how women weren't allowed to play women for a long time. So yeah. it's like that back when the blues and you know, the music of the Afro-American uh, experience became popular, but they didn't want to like let them perform it, and so they were then putting these white people yeah. in blackface and selling out all these shows, mm-hmm. mocking and mimicking. It actually started as um, a way to just do it. And celebrate it and love it, but in a racist way. Yeah. But then it became more of mockery. mockery and lampooning it. Ugh. It's really disturbing, yeah. but it's so good to learn and know the history of all this. Yeah. because they then become you can aware. Contextualize yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is it the only cartoon characters that surprisingly don't have gloves on are birds.
0: Wow. I don't know why. Well, I was going to be like, well, they're birds, but then it's like... Oh. Right, but he's a mouse. <laughs> right. What the heck?
1: Why is a mouse wearing gloves?
0: Well, but... Right. Uh-huh. Everything I would go to say... I know.
1: Nobody What's ever the reason?
0: People. Well, maybe it's easier to draw feathers. bird feet and uh, feathers uh. than it is to draw hands. And then there's this cartoon
1: historian <laughs> named John Canemaker, I think his name is, and he was going through like the history, you know, kind of talking about. Um, yeah, it is a Vox video. Uh, talking about this, and he said he mentioned the few cartoons where like a um, cartoon character's glove will get stuck, and they'll show the hand, like of a
0: like, like it'll goofy be a or reveal. whatever.
1: And it's cre- it's creepy looking when you see like you're like ah put your glove back on no it almost humanizes them more yeah it's kind of weird hmm. so there you go history of the gloves I really and- am
0: glad you shared that that is yeah. so interesting yeah
1: the videos uh, the video is real interesting so
0: oh dang yeah well it's pr- appropriate that we talk about this actually because our guest today on the show is my hero Jane Elliot mm. who was the woman who um, was a elementary school teacher and the day after um, martin luther king jr was assassinated she performed that blue eyes green uh brown eyes exercise in her classroom yeah and she was simulating racism using Mm -hmm. something other than skin color Mm
1: -hmm. that's such a great
0: experiment exercise she calls it an exercise Exercise. because experiment yeah binds you to all kinds of um
1: uh rules about what's
0: okay to do and what's not okay Um, but she is, she's still alive. That was 50 years ago or whatever. And she is killing it because she's still an icon of the movement and she will talk. I mean, I even brought up what we talked about a few weeks ago about your friend who you saw had a friend with a tattoo that was a white. Uh So I asked her about that.
1: What did she say? Oh, we're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: can find out because she was saying what she would have said to him. Oh, I can't wait. But she, she used that exercise to uh, simulate that yeah. racism because guess who else did? Hitler. He looked at eye color as mm-hmm. a way of determining whether you were inferior or superior. Mm-hmm. And one of the most disturbing things about the exercise is how quickly it becomes you. you're fine with it. Like, if you're the yeah. oppressor. Right. And uh, even amongst these kindergartners. And she did it on Oprah as well. You can watch all the videos on oh YouTube. My gosh, that's
1: so interesting.
0: And if you can just get someone to put themselves in that position just for even an hour, it can change their life. So imagine if you were living that every day. I wish you mm. could simulate gender more easily. Because yeah. um, I think that we have a lot of men <sighs> that don't. Just really can't grasp mm-hmm. what the other experiences. Right. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy her interview later, but it's appropriate that we're sort of talking about coincidentally these yeah. issues that still persist. Right. Well, it's Black
1: History Month. It's really important to be discussing these kind of things. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I thought she was a good guest to have on this month for yeah. that reason, and we all can keep learning. I've just been trying to add these books to my like my reading list. Yeah. Never quit learning because I just feel like it is not the job of people of color right. to educate me. Right. It's my job. Right. So.
1: Yeah. I had the same conversation with my husband where I'm like, I'm not going to give you a lecture on feminism every morning. Read a book. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So he and read so, a book.
0: So are people of color and yeah. I feel like, let me do my job now.
1: Yes. That is true.
0: Uh, This is also uh, in keeping with that theme. Mm-hmm. Recently, there, I believe, I wish I knew for sure, but one of the museums put out this picture of what they composited to be what King Tut's mom looks like. Let mm-hmm. me see if I still have it so I can show Does you. she look naggy? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just thought mom. She seems like, like the type.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, and King Tut's like, I'm king. I'm fantastic. She's like, did you make
0: sure you cleaned your room? Is your tomb clean? So uh, let me show you the picture, and you can see what you think. I mean, and I bet she's young looking. Because wasn't yeah. he really young? There's a picture of a simulation. Oh wow! Oh my god! This is a simulation. Yeah, like they used she the DNA. Looks tired, and stuff. like a mom. <laughs> she's been through a lot. She's been
1: through a lot.
0: But people wow. are quite angry because what she doesn't look like is black.
1: Because she does look like she's white.
0: Right. So then in the she comments... She almost looks
1: like she's... She looks very similar to what a lot of people in Peru look like. When I went to Peru, they have this kind of coloring.
0: Yeah, like a caramel. Yeah. But... So in the comments below this post that I saw, a lot of people were angry. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but she doesn't look like what we understand to be Egyptian. Right. Or African. Yeah, Egyptians
1: African. Are much darker. And that's Northern Africa. But
0: then somebody wrote in the comments well according oh. to nature.com um the hmm. egyptians at this time had greater dna similarities to europeans than they do to arabs or sub Sub-Sah- saharan africans and i thought boy i don't know enough to have an Chime opinion in. yeah but I can see how if you were a person of color, you would feel like once again you're being yeah, erased right, from right your your own history. Yeah, I always feel like that about the Jesus pictures. Oh, for sure. Remember when I sent you
1: that picture of? I think I sent. I was in a uh, that store that we do not speak of that I shouldn't go into, but every now and then I do. Yeah. And there were pictures, and I, it was like it looked like he was, you know, in some Italian, <laughs> you know. Plaza.
0: Godfather. yeah like the godfather
1: <laughs> he's like surrounded by kids in like little what are those little caps like little uh-huh. like,
0: what the, this is so historically inaccurate well funnily though we just for our book club we read god by reza aslan mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. talks about how his theory is that human beings make a god in their mind a reflection uh-huh. of themselves. so i get why you picture a god that looks like you if that's If that theory is accurate. But it's so gross. It's super gross. (laughs) Because he was Middle Eastern and Jewish. Yeah. And that is really another inconvenient fact for Uh white people.
1: Yeah. What do those really conservative white people say about
3: that?
0: They don't talk about that. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They just... Next page. Yeah. I mean, they just keep... Putting these pictures in the Sunday school classes for their yes. kids that look like blonde, blue-eyed oh. Jesuses. So. Oh my
1: God! Speaking of Sunday school stuff, did you see that they had a commercial off on the Super Bowl for Scientology? No, you uh, did not see. Well, the they Super usually
0: Bowl. do. They usually yeah, do. Yeah, this is not the first time. Oh my gosh!
1: I've been so distracted by <sighs> the halftime performances that I just missed that all the rest of the years. Right? They spend millions of dollars and on these ads. I, we were at you know at a Super Bowl party. And I'm – the commercial comes on, and I just, you know, out of curiosity, throw out, like, how many people do you think are belong to the Church of Scientology to the table? And they were like, millions, probably millions. So I was like, nah, about 35,000.
0: Did they really say millions? Yeah. Why did they say that? Because
1: they – uh, that's – Scientology has done a, a a good enough campaign job that these, you know – Average Joes at my table were like, yeah, probably like a whole bunch, like millions? No. And then a couple of my uh more brainy friends were like, Nope, it's actually about thirty-five (laughs) thousand. Like,
0: yeah. Shout out to Kelly. Maybe yeah. I would have thought more people would have watched like the Leah Remney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the documentary. Yeah, that's
1: what we then started talking about, all that. And the people who were knowledgeable on that. We're like, oh yeah, it's not nearly. But that shows you that Scientology has uh, done its job of doing, uh, like, not its, you know, like what they set out to do and make people think that they're a lot bigger and a lot more powerful than they really are.
0: I just wish they didn't have the tax exemption, you know, Uh that religious institutions have. Yeah cuz like it's fine you want to be what you want to be but yeah. come on come on you're like a you're a for-profit business
1: yeah now they got a whole bunch of these big old buildings with no nothing going on inside cuz they can't sell them they can't do anything with them
0: it makes me mad yeah you know what I do when I'm mad what do you do work out
1: oh that's a really good thing actually studies show that you should do that
0: well i do and so i've been working out a lot lately <laughs> <laughs> cuz i've been mad about a lot yeah. of things but um I use Beachbody because mm-hmm, I, I refuse to go to the gym. Yeah. And for me, it's the perfect solution because I do enjoy being fit, getting yeah. strong. Your
1: arms look really toned, by the way. Thank
0: you. Have Honestly, you been, are you just saying no, that? No, I'm not.
1: They really do. Thank have you, you been working on them? Yes. Yeah, it's noticeable.
0: Yes, I have been committed. I have a, a whole new system yeah. for my life, but also that includes oh. my body. And I have been so enjoying it. And Beachbody is great because it meets you where you are because they have those really high-intensity mm-hmm. programs. They have really gentle uh, yoga-style uh, videos and programs that you could try if you just like want to feel more mindful mm-hmm. and, rather than being focused on like a fitness goal. And um, it's very convenient because you can use it on your phone. You can use it on your iPad, yep. your laptop, whatever you want, wherever you are, hotel, home. And you have to give it a try. Right now, our listeners can get a free trial membership, so you get access to the entire platform. When you text Brain Candy, all one word, no spaces, to 303030, you'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, they have nutritional yeah, information. Yeah, the nutritional stuff
1: is, the good, is really good.
0: It's really helpful. And all you have to do is text that Brain Candy, all one word, to 303030. And just try it with me, because I like not being alone. We in already my- know you have
1: your phone in your hand. Just type it in. Right. Do send. it. There you it's go. The free. podcast will still play in the background. Don't worry. I've already tried this.
0: <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Um, okay. Anywho. dolls, As yeah. you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, What else did I want to say yeah. to
1: you? Oh, I can't get over that picture of the peacock. <laughs> and I'm so pissed off that it as a performance artist.
0: Really? Yeah. You felt like this was a bonker...
1: Yeah, bonker baby, and I kind of like bonky people.
0: <laughs> okay, did oh, you? Oh, yeah, what? there's so
1: much stuff. I
0: mean, I don't. I'll just go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Well, this is actually uh, since you mentioned the Super Bowl, this is a quick thing that I learned. Yeah. Do you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder why they call it a hut? Why like they yell at hut. Is that what they say?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. Down,
0: set, (laughs) hut. Yes, because you go down, then you set the
1: ball, and then hut is, or hike, then when you hike the ball to
0: So why do they say hut then, Brainiac? I have no idea. (laughs) Me neither, but I did. (laughs) What if I was just like, me neither? We should look that up. I did read this article. It was just real short in the New York Times. It was like, hey, you ever wonder why they say hut? Yeah. Um, But it was talking about how Hmm. the guy, I don't this is, people that like football are going to be so annoyed with me. Right. Was the guy that invented football named Heisman or was he just the proselytizer? I'm not sure. He was one or the other, but he was going around the country teaching everybody this game of football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he invented it, but he was going around and he was teaching everybody the, the, how it worked. And um, so he started the hike. He chose that word. because, uh-huh. like the hike is going to be the thing you say, yeah. which still, I don't know why.
3: No, what does no that idea. have to
0: do with anything? No they idea. did not explain that. Yeah. But then a lot of the people that were interested in uh the game of football and also I believe Heisman himself were formerly in the military. Ah and that's a word that they use still unexplained during like put, 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 yeah. yeah, when they're marching or when they're trying to get everybody in sync. Still not clear to huh. me why that like, word. Maybe it's just like an easy one syllable word
1: that also doesn't have another meaning. Yeah. That you can't I mean, you have to find or, something. And it's like
0: guttural, you know?
1: Yeah. And it probably has, you know, there are certain words that evoke kind of like a feeling without like, oh. Without meaning
0: something. Right. Versus. Good huh. point.
1: You know. Yeah. It sounds more aggressive, but also, I don't know. Interesting.
0: As you can tell from my explanation, it left more questions than it answered. But yeah. I like things like that that just make you think, why didn't I ever think that before? Why didn't I ever ask that question? I'll tell you what though. I've been reading a, a ridiculous amount about football, probably because the Super Bowl recently. Yeah, well, yeah, We're recording this right after the, the Super Bowl happened. First of all, man, that's CTE. Oh,
1: my kids will never come freaking near a football field.
0: There was a... An, it's a big deal. It's beyond big. It's right. devastating, and it's like... Ugh. The wives of the football players have this private Facebook group (gasps) and they compare notes about like symptoms and stuff. Oh no. The one wife wrote a New York (sighs) Times editorial. This is fascinating, Susie. It really is. Oh my God. The the woman that wrote the editorial talked about how she married her husband and even though he was, um, (laughs) what position?
1: Oh great. This is going to be fun. What
0: does a safety do? That's a safety. Is it a defense move?
1: No, now here I am pointing the finger and laughing at you and well, I. Well, anyway, know. I
0: think he was a safety, but it, whatever it is, is he was like the last line of defense where mm-hmm. he gets hit a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they're kind of smaller too. He, I think he was because yeah. when he played, he was only two hundred pounds. Yeah, they're six not as to big 200 as. Pounds. Yeah, but then, and he was super gentle. And even though he played football, <sighs> he was like this gentle, sweet, kind person. And then after he retired, he struggled with um, subs- like alcoholism mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. about six years, depression, which you know makes sense yeah. even if you didn't have a brain injury, yeah. your identity. Uh, yes
1: yeah. And she started
0: noticing these changes <sighs> and then eventually he became what she called a ghost in their house. like oh. he just was gone and like he would do things like he would compulsively do laundry. And other women in the Facebook group would say the same thing. And apparently, it's to it does something that soothes their brain, yeah. the noise of it. <gasps> and oh, and so my right God, they develop all these behaviors. They lose their appetite. Oh he went down Freaking to one hundred and fifty seven, like
1: not even paying any attention to this.
0: It's like everything's fine. Look at us. We're there's just too much on. money involved. Yeah, and also I think it has to do with race again. Yeah, that if these. Players. That's what boxing was
1: too. Right. Where boxing
0: became, used to be
1: for one kind of person and now it's for a very different kind of person. And they're like, it's almost like, what What gives me a better future? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, what am I willing to sacrifice for this kind of future?
0: Right. And, and often I think it's their
1: own health and their own...
0: That can oh be fair. God. Let If somebody said to you, Sarah... I'm going to give you X amount of dollars and here's the risks and rewards. Then you can make an informed choice. They try to
1: say that they give them the info, but they do not.
0: Well, they sure as hell didn't before. I don't know what they're doing now, but they're not even changing the helmets, which they Mm -hmm. know are part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So I don't really get it. And it it makes me real mad.
1: And and then I did have mixed feelings. There was the... uh, Uh, Now I can't remember her name. We got sent this clip by a Brain Candy Brainiac of the girl who was given an award, an NFL, some NFL award. She was honored. She started a girls football league in Utah. She's like a girl football, female football player, and she's in high school. And she's like, girls want to play football. We would be – she said – you would see more of us as sports analysts and coaches and things like that if we were able to learn the game the same way guys were and there should be a football league for girls. And the little red light in the back of my head was like, No, thank uh, you. I mean, I really love all about the gender equality and all that. And like, you know, Title IX is so important. But
0: (laughs) I'm going to pass on that kind of equality. (laughs) Yeah,
1: hard pass on the CTE. Right, you know, women's soccer—they have they're having a lot of problems too because they're, f- for some reason, more head to head contact and head to ball contact in f- in women's soccer, yeah, than in men's soccer.
0: Yeah, different styles of play to yeah. compensate for different body types. Yes. I guess,
1: but oh my gosh, there definitely needs to be way. more, I mean,
0: I know that people changes. like. People, especially on our show, people like when we're silly, but sometimes I read stuff and I just think yeah. this needs to be discussed. Yeah. And when there you read a really about component. a woman who's like, here's what's happening yeah. and I miss my husband and he's not coming back. And what are you going to do about I it? I feel
1: like even Giselle had co- had quotes. Like she's been quoted a couple of times as saying things that then, you know, I think people were like, don't say that. Don't say that. You know, but kind of hinting at like. Symptoms. Uh huh. And that he had concussions. Tom Brady has had concussions that he didn't report. That, Why that's
0: wouldn't what you players report do. Them?
1: Because they'll take you out of the game. They'll pull you, you know, if you have yeah. a certain kind and they won't say anything. So all these players are like, I'd rather play. I'd rather make, you know, go for it and whatever. But oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's a bummer. Risk is far greater than the reward. I mean, but, you know, that's also coming from a place of privilege, so.
0: Well, that's a good point. You know, that's if, a good like, point.
1: Maybe, my, maybe I would say something different if I, you know, grew up in a really dangerous neighborhood where football was a way out. And totally. it was like I watched all my cousins get killed and all, you know, or that might be different. It might be different. I me.
0: just think people should be able to make informed choices. Informed
1: choices. And we have to inform them at a young age when they start to play, not like by the time they get to the NFL – they've taken a couple hits, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Right. Well, I'll tell you what's not a bummer. Please. Beautiful, clear skin.
1: There's nothing sad about that.
0: No, there isn't. And Bioclarity is so awesome. It's, as you guys know, my favorite and only skincare routine that you can use twice a day because it's so soothing. You don't have to worry about it being irritating. It's a three-step system that's natural. doesn't have harsh chemicals that will still allow you to maintain your clear skin and be confident because there's – you know when you have bad skin and you just feel like everyone's looking at it. Like I'm a monster. Yeah, Yeah. look away. I know. I've had those days. Um, So if you want to try this, which a lot of you have and you are reporting back that you're having great results, I'm so happy – um. Here's the scoop. Go to BioClarity.com, and for our listeners, you get a, your first month for only nine ninety five plus free shipping, which is a twenty dollars savings, and it comes with a risk free one hundred percent money back guarantee. But you have to enter our code Brain Candy. That's BioClarity.com and enter code Brain Candy. It's an acne treatment that actually works. What a novel idea there!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something that works. Did you ever see none of those harsh chemicals? I did. Oh, that's real important. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, let's introduce my friend Jane, who is a living legend, a hero, and what it means to be an ally for our friends of color. And, um, (laughs) she's sassy and she tells it like it is. We love her. And she is a badass bitch, if you ask me. And she wouldn't even mind me saying that. I love that. (laughs) So please welcome to the show my friend Jane Elliott. I always love talking to you, and I know you're probably sick of it, but I just can't get enough of you because we need you now more than ever, I swear.
3: We're in a lot of trouble right now.
0: (sighs) Tell me what you're feeling.
3: I'm just so angry and so disgusted and so um, disappointed with the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, the members of Congress, who are not coming out against what this man is saying. I know they all want to be elected next year. Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware, in 18, I'm fully aware of that. But what they are allowing this man to do and say, and the damage that he is doing right now to this country as president of the United States is unacceptable.
0: It really is.
3: There is no reason, there is no reason in the world for people, people who want to be reelected to think that it's all right to let this country go down the tubes in order for them to get reelected. There won't be anything to be reelected to yeah. if he is allowed to continue this. The people that are supposed to be working in the State Department aren't there because he hasn't, he hasn't chosen them. The people that are work, supposed to be working in all these other governments mm. in, the, in Washington, D.C., aren't there because he hasn't chosen them. He hasn't rehired them. He hasn't agreed to allow them to be rehired because he was listening to this fool Bannon who mm. said it's time to deconstruct this government. Trump had no idea what deconstructing this government meant. He didn't realize then. And he don't realize now. He doesn't. I'm sorry. He doesn't realize now that what Bannon meant was it's time to stop this democracy.
0: Yeah.
3: I like living in a democracy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, right, I think it's, it's pretty great.
3: But and even if even if we that's what we are really in, what we are really living in is a pigmentocracy.
2: It's mm.
3: it's at least democratic. Mm. Yes, we judge people by the color of their skin. It's wrong. It's flat out wrong. It's as wrong as anything I've ever seen in my life. But we have the right in a democracy to vote out the people who are trying to perpetuate that situation and make it worse.
0: Is everyone coming to you now saying, what should we do? What should we do? Nobody
3: is coming to me now to say, what can we do? What can we do?
0: Well, what they can we do?
3: Well, I, I get a, a you know, I, a few radio things and, you know, not the biggies aren't going to have anything to do with me wow. because they are run by big white men mm-hmm. and white men depend on the rest of us believing that males are superior to females, and that white people are superior to all the other races on the earth. They are quite certain that there are four or five races on the earth, and the white race is, was created to rule all others. They, are not, they do not want to hear that there's only one race. It's the human race. We all are descendants of those first black females who evolved in sub-Saharan Africa 280,000 years ago. Hmm. They are all determined not to have that information out, because if that information gets out, then it says, number one, Hmm. we have the same great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, grandmother. Number two, she was black. (laughs) Number three, we all... yeah. We uh, And the only reason there are white people on the face of the earth is because black people moved away from the equator, and as they moved away from the equator, their skin, their, their hair, and their eyes got lighter. Mm. They adapted to their environments; their bone structure adapted, their facial constructive adapted, their hair, their skin, and their eyes adapted to the environment that they moved into over thousands of years. And for people to deny that and to pretend... That white people originated in Germany. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's so comical because number one, people who evolved in Germany couldn't live through the winter. <laughs> if the first human being, had a, and if people who evolved had, if people had evolved, had originated in northeast Iowa, they couldn't have lived through the winter and they couldn't have lived through the summer. Mm-hmm. So people need to get their heads, you know, we're suffering from a severe problem with our brains in the wrong area.
0: Well, it seems to me that the uh, white folks, a lot of white men in particular, are real scared that they might start getting treated the way they've treated people of color all this time, and they are screaming to make sure they don't lose the power that they have, don't you think?
3: They're, they're scared to death that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And and that is the reason they're trying to get do away with m- women's right to choose,
2: mm-hmm.
3: do away with abortion, a woman's right to have an abortion, because... <laughs> The way that whole thing started was in 1987. A man named Ben Wattenberg was an advisor to presidents of the United States, and he wrote a book called The Birth Dearth. And in it, he said the major problem confronting this country today is there are too few white babies being born in this country. Mm. He says if we do not do, if we do not change this and do it soon, this will uh, white people will, will be in the minority in this country, and this will no longer be a white man's land. And he said there were three things we could do to prevent that. We could pay women to have babies, as they have been doing in Western European nations for years. He said, but unfortunately, we would have to pay women of all colors to have babies, so we don't want to do that. He said the second thing we could do is allow for greater numbers of legal immigrants into this country every year. Then he says, unfortunately, the vast majority of people wanting to come to this country today are people of color, so we don't want to do that. He says the third thing Mm. we could do is remember that 60% of the fetuses that are aborted every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would solve our birth dearth.
2: Mm.
3: Now, if you haven't read that book and you don't realize that that that's when this whole mess really got a push, you don't realize that Trump is simply reacting to what he has been told by those proponents of Ben Wattenberg's theory. It's ridiculous. About a month ago, I did a speech at some college, and I told that those statistics, the 60% thing. And this young man, wearing his red cap on which it said "Make America Great Again,"
2: mm.
3: and I'm going to have some white, some red caps, some white caps made <laughs> with black letters that say "Make America Hate Again," because <laughs> that's what Trump, that's what Trump is all about. Yeah. He wants to make America hate again. Mm. And if people would just buy a bunch of those red caps with his his message on it and put a black, you know, black line across great and write the word hate, they would, those caps would be saying what Donald Trump is really saying. I don't think people realize that. Anyway, this young man said to me later downstairs visiting around a table, you've got your statistics wrong. I said, what do you mean? He said, you said 60% of the fetuses that are aborted are white. I said, well, (laughs) tell me where I'm wrong. He said, I just read that 39% of the aborted fetuses are white and 61% are fetuses of other colors. I said, You just made my point.
2: Why? Because,
3: yes, we have succeeded in lowering the number of white abortions
2: oh my God. and
3: increasing the number of abortions of people of, of fetuses of color. He looked at me like <laughs> he, had, he couldn't believe he heard. I said, "Now, now, thank you very much. I really appreciate that." Where did you get your statistics? And he said, "Well, I don't know. I read them someplace." I said, you, "If you made them up, you should have. If you if you found them, if you read them someplace, let me know where you found them, because I'd like to be able to quote those for sure." He said, "Well, that's the way it is." And I I was absolutely delighted. Wow! Because one can make a difference. Ben Wattenberg made a difference. He died a year or so ago. I didn't cry. No. <laughs> I mean, he was a brilliant man. He was an absolutely brilliant man. But that's, that is that um, is he, what he was proposing was evil, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I have the right to do what I choose to do with my body, and so do you. But nobody else had better tell me what to do with it.
0: Right. What do you think about the um, tearing down of the monuments?
3: The monuments never should have gone up, but they are up. Now time. it's time to get them out of there,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know. We just as we have learned the myth of race,
2: mm.
3: I've also learned the myth of, of the the Civil War was all about freeing black people. That it, it was about freeing back black people. It was also about an agricultural society versus a society that is agricultural. Mm-hmm. It was about the. South. No doubt about it. But, but it was about freeing the slaves. And and the funny part of the whole thing is the Republican Party calls itself the party of Lincoln. Right. Do you know who our first black president was?
0: (laughs) Who? Yeah.
3: Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Abraham Lincoln was a Melungeon. M-E-L-U-N-G-E-O-N. He was part white part African-American, and part Cherokee Indian.
0: Wow.
3: You didn't learn that in school, did you? No, I didn't, Jane. And neither did your teachers, 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 teachers learn that in school. Wow. Because that would never, it might have happened at that time. At that time, being black wasn't a bad thing. But then after the Civil War and after he stopped the Civil after he he created the Civil War and free, he freed blacks, then being black became a really bad thing
2: mm.
3: in the minds of white folks. And maybe that's the reason white folks get so angry is that people at that time, during Civil War days, people knew, could recognize that that man was part black. Mm-hmm. But people in subsequent years weren't taught that. Wow, we that's had,
2: crazy.
3: The education in this country isn't education. We call it education, but it's really indoctrination. It takes us 13 years to teach a person how to be a good citizen of the United States of America. And the first thing you have to learn is that all the important things, all the important accomplishments, all the important contributions to civilization were made by white males. Mm. And we teach as though history began when white folks started to be organized. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I doubt that many people, many teachers teaching today have read the Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization by Broward. I'm sure they haven't read the myth of race. Mm. And unfortunately, they haven't read the book. The Racial Conditioning of Our Children by Nathan Rutstein. I'm sure they haven't read that because if they had, they would change what is offered as education in this country today. Education in this country, done properly and as education instead of indoctrination, could solve the problem of racism in two generations. Three generations max.
0: But people I don't that. want
3: to, right? Oh no! If you're white... And you've been told that you have privilege because of your whiteness, and you can say, Well, I didn't ask for this privilege, why would you give it up?
2: Hmm.
3: But if someone would say to white people, what you have isn't privilege, what you have is self imposed ignorance. Wow. After the twelve, if you haven't learned these things, when this information is out there, if you haven't learned these things, you are ignorant and you are you are determined to remain that way. Now men won't, don't want to give up. They didn't like the women's movement because they didn't want to give up their power. They didn't realize that when women got power, when they shared power with women, we'd all be more powerful because we'd spend less time fighting over power. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> My husband was killed to death when I started making more money than he was because he could relax. It was not—it wasn't on his shoulders anymore. Yeah. Everything got easier when. We were both. We were seen as two equal people working to make this thing work.
0: Does it but feel to you when you think about um, it's a next year? It'll be fifty years since you began your exercise. Can you? Does it feel like that long?
3: Uh, it, right! Today it feels like a hundred years. So. <laughs> <laughs> Today somebody called me a, a radio station called me and the man said that he the person who's on the station is fifty two years old. And I started to laugh because, oh my God he was two years old when I started doing this. Yeah. Think about that. And I want him to know as much as I know. Ain't possible. And mm. I look at all these black women who have who have known Mm. all their lives. But I had to start learning for sure when I was 30. And they've known all their lives and nobody will listen to them. Right? Nobody listens to the people who know what the problem is and who know how to solve the problem. And what we have done with a whole lot of blacks is tell them, Jesus and God will save you from Mm -hmm. this situation. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But we have told them we have we may have made it perfectly clear that God is an old white man with a long gray beard that looks like Charlton Heston playing Moses. <laughs> <laughs> we have pictures all all over the place but, in which the baby Jesus looks just like a little Pillsbury Doughboy.
0: <laughs> Am I lying? No, it's true. No,
3: no, and yet God is a spirit and has neither gender nor color. Right. But because men wrote the Bible, because women weren't allowed to learn or to show that they were smart, very few verses in the Bible written by women. Lots of information about women in the Bible, most of it erroneous.
2: Yeah.
3: But it's all about he. It's about he. 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 he, he. <laughs> now you try to start a civil- civilization with just males.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you put two female cells together in a petri dish, and stir them up, break down the cell walls, you can come up with another female mammal. They've done it with mice. They know you can do it. We could have an all-female civil society if we wanted to. We don't want to. I like men. Boy, do I like men. Anyway, <laughs> if, sorry about that. Don't repeat that. If, if, you put, if you put two sperm cells together or a 100 sperm cells together in a Petri dish and break down the walls, all you get are mixed up sperm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You cannot produce another human being using only male sperm cells, only sperm cells. So you see, we we started with women. We have used women badly. We have abused women. We have treated women as though they were less than when you can't have a society without them.
0: Hmm. Do you feel fear about the future?
3: No, I'm not going to be alive enough to feel about it.
0: Mm. No,
2: no.
3: There is not something that, is, that stretches out in a long... Hey, your future, I think, stretches out, you think it's going to be, oh, maybe 55 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My, my future may be, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. And if some angry Ku Klux Klaner or, or uh, anti-Semite or racist gets tired of hearing my name, my future could be 24 hours.
0: Wow! Do you get threats,
3: yeah, Jane? I've been, oh, oh, I've been threatened with death lots of times,
0: okay. and I
3: keep right on talking because it used. I used. I was one time. I was really scared in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, and after that, I said, "Okay." Um, they scared me to death. They'll never scare me again. I I am not scared now, ever, of the future because mm-hmm. I don't have a long one, and I don't. I, and I'm not. I don't fear death. My husband died four years ago, mm-hmm. and death isn't something that I fear. That's something that, okay, I'm ready now. And every time I go on a college campus, there are about three rows back, there are three or two or three little fraternity boys sitting there talking while I'm talking mm-hmm. and pointing at me and jabbing their fingers. And I can stop what I'm saying and I say, look, fellas, I know what you're saying. You'd like to see me dead. Well, if you kill me because of my attempt to decrease the level of racism in this country, if you do that on this campus, you might make a martyr out of me Hmm. And you might have to spend the rest of your life celebrating Jane Elliott once a year. Do you want to do that? <laughs> and they, <laughs> they all just, no, 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 no. You know, and they put up two fingers crossed so they make a cross. They're oh, no, 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 no. I like, bless you. And I say, thank you very much. Keep me alive on your campus.
0: Oh, my goodness.
3: Yeah, because I don't care. It people, people get threatened with death and they cringe and they crawl away and they go back under their rock. And they tried to keep to maintain a low profile. I get threatened with death and I say, prove it, fool. Wow. If you're that dumb, if you're that dumb, you go ahead. But they need to know that somebody said nothing can stop a man with a dream. We told Martin Luther King his dream is more alive now than it was when he was. Hmm. And Victor Hugo said nothing can stop an idea whose time has come. The idea of one race is an idea whose time has come, and nothing is going to be able to stop it. In the future, people will stop talking about racism. They'll start talking about colorism and pigmentocracy. They'll start talking about pigmentation. They'll start talking about the facts, which are we are all members of the same race. You and I are cousins, and every human being on the face of the earth is my 30th to 50th cousin. And I don't, I will not allow people to abuse my cousins, no matter how far away they are, on the basis of some other cousins' ignorance about skin color. Mm. And that's what we're living with in this country, is ignorance about skin color. And since this country has been, until Donald Trump, we were the leaders of the free world, and we were leading people in the wrong direction, teaching that there are three or four different races. And that idea has only been around for about 500 years. It hasn't always been around. It was, it was started after the Spanish Inquisition, when they needed somebody else to exploit and to conquer. And they decided, because they couldn't always tell whether or not a person was Jewish, they decided they would use skin color to decide who would be enslaved and conquered and exploited. It is that short. There was slavery in lots and lots of, of uh, societies of people of other colors. It, but it was not slavery based on skin color. In this country, it's based on skin color. And we've learned that from Western European nations after after the, um, what did I just say, Spanish Inquisition. You need to know that people think, well, it's always been like this. No, it hasn't. Hmm. It's been like this for 500 years. To believe in the myth of three or four different races is as ignorant as as believing in the myth that the Greeks did that the sun was a god in a golden chariot that went across the sky every morning. They believed in that because they didn't know any different. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: We white folks have believed in the myth of skin race, depending on skin color, because we didn't know any different. Science has told us different. History has told us different. Anthropology has told us different, but we don't want
0: to hear that. And you often wear a shirt that says, prejudice is the emotional... Commitment to ignorance is
3: that right? That's right. That's right. I wear it all the time.
0: What do people say Not when they see it?
3: Oh, it's funny. I wish <laughs> I had one of those cameras that you have on your cap. When I walk through airports, it's just a scream. After I do a after I do a program, I put that shirt on to fly home because I'm ready to go and I don't have to keep it clean anymore. anymore. so I put it on. I get on the airplane, and in the airport, if I had a camera, I could make a film of how racism looks from oh my God. being on the wrong end of it. Because some people walk, get, look at it, read it, and just grin and give me the thumbs up. Some people look at it, and the minute they see it, and it's mostly white males, their faces, harden, their their eyes turn into slits, and they glare at me as they walk by. Wow. And I think... Gotcha, fool! Yeah, <laughs> and I've gotten on planes. Yeah, and I've gotten on planes and walked toward the you know I'm in the first I start in the first uh, section and somebody against the window will say, "Great shirt!" And I'll say, "Thank you very much." And the person next to him will hmm. right. <laughs> I think The person next to him reads more slowly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My friend <laughs> just, was out this weekend and she saw uh, at the beach a man that was with her group of friends who had a tattoo that said "White Power," and I was wondering what you would say, like, for the rest of us, when we meet somebody who's obviously a racist, what we should do?
3: If you see somebody who has a tattoo Mm -hmm. on which it says, white power, see, I would probably walk up and say, you know you can have that removed when you get smart. (laughs) Or I would say, I think the person who tattooed you didn't know how to spell what.
0: No.
3: Oh, right. Say, what power?
0: Amen.
3: What's a question. Or just say, why don't you tattoo a question mark after that? <laughs> right, power? <laughs> no. Oh, so, See, I thought, I, I'm not kind anymore. I know that you're supposed people have the right to freedom of speech. We have the right to freedom of speech in this country. Yes, you have. You have, the, as far as I'm concerned, you have the right to say ugly speech, make ugly remarks in my presence. But I have the right and the responsibility to respond to that speech. Mm. And what I say may be much more ugly for you than what you just said. Mm. You will live with the consequences of your behavior. If you want to make ugly remarks because of your freedom of speech, you will receive ugly remarks because of mine.
2: Mm.
3: Now, the first remark I will make will be an attempt to educate you. And you, if you are making all your remarks, will come back at me with something that is totally illogical because race is. And then I'll know I can't educate you, so I might as well just shut you up. (laughs) And I don't mean that I would physically harm anyone.
0: Yeah.
3: I would just make them wish they had kept their mouths shut where I was.
0: Mm.
3: You're going to tell me that you as a white male are um, better or smarter or better for the world than I am? You prove it, fool. Mm. Tell me how you spell racism. Mm. Most of them can't. Mm. Tell me how you spell discrimination. Most of them can't. And then you say, are you left-handed? What's the business of yours? Because you're acting like somebody who's left-handed is probably suffering from dyslexia and has never really been successful in life. Can you say aluminum? And they won't be able to say aluminum. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dirty trick. It's a really dirty trick. <laughs> <laughs> what is- many, many white males have that kind of problem, and they get with others who have the same kind of problem because they, they feel accepted by them. They don't feel accepted by people who can perform academically mm-hmm. and intellectually, so they attack and... Every white male can say, no matter no matter how how little he knows, no matter how a, a white male lying in the gutter can say, well at least I'm not black. Right. And if you let them know that that's too bad that you aren't black, because you need to understand that blacks were here first, and because of our destruction of the ozone layer and this climate change, blacks will be here last. Hmm. you white folks are in trouble. You don't have enough pigmentation in your skin to protect yourselves from the damaging rays of the sun. And most of you are going to die as a result of cancer, partially caused by too much, too much exposure to strong sunlight.
0: That is so interesting. Well, yeah, there's a whole lot of this.
3: There's a whole lot about this. That's really, really interesting.
0: Mm.
3: So if, if, I were to be born again and came back in another century, I'd find things very, very different, I think. The the world will be mostly, mostly, I mean, there'll be very few light-skinned people around Mm -hmm. because this climate change is going to change a whole lot of things. And if we could change people's Attitude towards skin color, we'd find out that it's all right to have a mosaic population, a population made of many different elements, which is interesting and unique. And we'd we'd realize that there were great great things done on this earth before white folks got here. Mm -hmm. And if there hadn't been, white folks couldn't be here. One of those great things was black people moved. They circumnavigated the globe without... Any of the technology that we used, that we have used for the last 200 years. Right. Yeah, yeah. When Native Americans say they came up out of the ground, they're wrong. Mm. People from Sub-Saharan Africa radiated across this earth. And that's where these all these folks came from. And right now, anthropologists say, anthropologists are saying, well, it's climate, clinal, clinal. If you were born in a certain degree of latitude or longitude, you'll have these characteristics. Well, that's fine, but somebody had to get there to have you be born. Right. right. <laughs> you see, by the time by the time Homo sapiens appeared on the earth, a few thousand, thousand years after Homo sapiens, which is what we are. Evolved on this earth, all of Java Man, all of Peking Man, all of Neanderthal Man, and all of Cro-Magnon Man had disappeared from the face of the earth. By the time Homo sapiens had been here for several thousand years, they were all that was left. There left. Mm.
0: What did you think last week when uh, the protests with the white supremacists began?
3: I thought, why are you surprised, people? <laughs> When he said build a wall, yeah. when he said he said ugly things about Mexicans, when he said ugly things about Muslims,
2: mm. when
3: he said ugly things about Blacks, I thought, why are you surprised? Didn't you know what he was?
0: Right.
3: How foolish are we? How ignorant are we that we couldn't spot where that man was coming from? And today, the speech that he that he gave today, mm. there's one Black man standing the second row behind yeah. him. Yeah. Third row up with this sign, and he keeps holding this sign up, bouncing up and down. And one of the one of the people on television said, "We questioned him, and he he gets paid ten dollars an hour for standing there doing that."
0: Oh my god!
3: And he's the only black in that group. Right. Yeah. So why are why are we surprised at this man? Right. He, he accused those young men in in New York City of being said they should go to prison. They went to prison for what, fourteen years for a crime they didn't commit. Right. Yeah. So so and yet people are saying, I can't believe that you call him racist. Well, if you don't like black people, <laughs> why you think you might get called? And when he says there are some good people on both sides in that in that uh, fight. Only he says fomented instead of fomented. (laughs) God, that just (laughs) kills. Anyway, good people on both sides. My My dad would say, a man is judged by the company he keeps, and the best of company is none too good. Now, if you are marching in the company of racists, Nazis, KKK members, white nationalists, you are going to be judged as being like them. And if you don't want to be judged as being like them, don't march with them. Yeah. Don't say to other people, you misjudge me, because I'll say, wait a minute. <laughs> a man is judged by the company he keeps. And if that's the kind of company you keep, you keep, that's the kind of people you're comfortable with, you are exactly what I just described you as being. Like those. Right. You don't want to be accused of being like that. Don't be with them.
0: Whenever you um, perform the blue eyes brown eyes exercise now or recently, uh, has the reaction changed over the years, or is it the same? What is it like reaction now? Reaction
3: doesn't change. Reaction doesn't change. It okay. doesn't change because we are still doing it. Yeah. When I do the exercise, and I haven't done it for several years, but when I do the when I talk about the exercise, if I suggest we'll do it. You can see people becoming <laughs> what I accuse them of being. Meet through your very eyes. There were two men here about two weeks ago. They were we have a, a bed and breakfast next door to our house, and one of them found they found out from my daughter who runs a bed and breakfast that who I was, and they they had to meet me because one's a teacher and oh he was all excited, so he came over and sat down, and then one that's tall and the teacher was talking about what I do, and the other one said I don't understand what you're talking about. And I looked down and I said well that's because you got those blue eyes. Right. <laughs> If you didn't have those blue eyes, you'd understand exactly what he's saying. He says, what do you mean? I said, I mean, look at here. Your two sons, both of them are brown-eyed, and they understand exactly what I'm saying, but you don't understand it because you're blue-eyed and you can't help it. I'm (laughs) sorry. I know you can't help it, but that's just the way you are. I said, how do you like that? And he says, it's breaking my heart.
0: Right.
3: And you've had it for three and a half minutes.
0: Right. When I was at your house and I couldn't figure out how to fold the map back up, and you're like, well, you're a bluey. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I am a bluey. Did you did you get the message?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. You could, would, if I went into a group today and did the exercise, it would work exactly the way it did. The first year I did it with my third graders. Right. The morning after Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. Mm. It would be exactly the same.
0: Hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Is it going to get worse now or better? I think uh, it's my hope
3: that Mr. Trump, who is now besieged on all sides, will resign from the presidency. Mm. If that doesn't happen, I think he will get impeached because he has broken the law where his connections with Russia are concerned. Yeah. so that he'll be forced to leave the presidency and may be in jail. If none of those things happens, it is my hope that people will hear these utterly ridiculous and unacceptable things out of his mouth, and they will vote for Democrats in elections
2: mm-hmm.
3: and change the balance in the Senate and the House of Representatives.
2: Yeah.
3: That could happen. And if that happens... That will tell Mr. Trump that he needs to be in a different line of work. <laughs> right. Still, I want. I want to be you. there. I want to be there when somebody says to him, "Mr. Trump, you're fired." <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> me too. Let's hope that yeah, happens. I, yeah, I want. I want us to.
3: For and I want everybody to join an indivisible group and get that twenty-seven page stuff off the net, off the net. Google indivisible and download that 27 pages of how to challenge the Trump agenda. And I want everybody to join Daily Action on Facebook and do what they tell you to do every single day. Mm. And if we would all do that, we could have him out of office. And we could change the makeup of the House of Representatives and the Senate.
0: Well, I hope they take your advice, and I certainly am... They aren't even going
3: to hear my advice, and that's all right. Ugh. You did, and you the. What are you doing, going to do with the information you've gotten today?
0: Well, I like spreading the word about the work that you've done, so I want to okay, well. write an article and you know tell my listeners on the Brain Candy Podcast all about your message. That's all I can do. Well,
3: tell them that there's only one race on the face of the earth, and it's a human race, and they're all related to one another. Yeah. And they're all related to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems so church. simple, you know. It seems so obvious. I don't know why it's, there's a debate.
3: Because it's all about power and greed. Yeah. You can get more power if you keep if you identify a group that you're going to keep in your place. Yeah. We've done it for years. And if you can identify a group by color that you can keep in your place, we white folks have done that for years, and we don't realize that damage is being done to white people every day, because you don't feel comfortable if you're white communicating honestly with another human being unless that other person is white, and you don't know how, mm. because you have been you have been misled. I didn't say misled. I said misled. M Y T H. We're being misled, mm. and it's time to get over it. It's time to get over being misled.
0: You're good, Jane.
3: Well, well, thanks. I'm glad you think so.
0: (laughs) I mean, you amaze me. I just am truly inspired by you.
3: Well, spread the word of one race.
0: I will do the best. And when
3: somebody says to you, I'm white, I'm a member of the white race, you say, well, uh, what planet did your your parents come from? Because if they came from this planet, you are a member of the white race. There ain't no white race, fool. You're a member of the white color group, but you're a member of the human race. The human race is composed of 2,500 different color groups. Which one are you a member of?
2: Wow!
3: And if he, and if he has blood showing showing through his skin, he looks, he's, he's more blue than he is white. Wow! Of course, Who, they love to be called blue bloods. What, <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> What's the name of the the rapper that you hang out with? Killer Mike.
3: <laughs> Which one? Killer, Killer Mike, Render, or now or, or now uh, T.I. Harris. <laughs> Oh I did an interview with T.I. Harris a couple months ago, and we're going to do another another one in January.
0: I love that picture of you with Killer Mike, because he's so big, and you just look so great <laughs> he next to him.
3: So big, and he is so lovable, he is, <laughs> and he is so smart. I went out for dinner. He took me out for dinner with his wife and, and two other black men, black men one night, and I think we were in Atlanta. I don't remember. No, it was in St. Louis. And... I listened to those two young men, three young men visit about what the situation is. And I thought, oh my God, I'll never know what these guys know. What do I, who do I think I am? I couldn't, I couldn't hold a candle to those guys because of what they know compared to what I know. And they had to learn it. Mm -hmm. I chose to learn. Mm
2: -hmm. They
3: had to learn in order to survive. It was just, it was really enlightening and frightening. Not threatening in a bad way, except that i was I was ashamed and embarrassed by the fact that I've got you know a, a degree and lots of hours beyond it,
0: mm-hmm. and they
3: knew more than I will ever learn mm.
0: We should yeah. all be doing that a lot of listening from people who know more than we do
3: yes, we should we should listen to people who know, but that doesn't. but we should also listen to people that we disagree with. Yeah. You can't argue with somebody somebody that you disagree with if you don't know what he's talking about. Right. Everybody should read a book that they disagree with at least once a month.
2: Wow, that's and then interesting. Know,
3: and then, yeah, and then they'll know what it is that that other person is talking about, and then you can more adequately say, wait a minute now, I know you think that, but did you ever think about this and this and this? Because you can't argue with somebody if you don't know what they're talking about.
0: That's great advice. And Donald Trump,
3: doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what we're talking about. He just doesn't know.
0: God, I'd be happy if that fool read any book, one book ever. What? I'd be happy if Trump read anything ever. He doesn't... Oh, oh but he says... He,
3: I'll never forget this one. He held up the Bible. He says, I know the Bible. I read... I know the Bible. In 2 Corinthians, it says. <laughs> right. And I fell out laughing. It was like 2 Corinthians walked into a bar. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, he thinks he knows the Bible and he doesn't know the First and Second Corinthians. He thinks it's 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. <laughs> like one banana, two bananas, three bananas. I, 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 I thought. And then one day he said, a couple months ago, he said, that Frederick Douglass is doing some wonderful things. <laughs> right.
2: And yeah, I thought,
3: he communicates with Frederick Douglass. How wonderful. I've got to get my hands on this man. Maybe we could get him to communicate with somebody like Ben Franklin. <laughs>
0: He's clairvoyant, right? Yeah, he's
3: yeah. clair stupid. No, he's not stupid. No, he's not stupid. You can't fix stupid. He's ignorant, and you can fix ignorance with education.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jane. You're the best. Well,
3: well, quote me properly. Don't right. misquote me, because if I find out, I'll have to come after you.
0: Don't worry, I got your back. Okay. I right. thank you very much. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for good. Have a okay, good day. Bye.
3: Okay, you too. Bye.